Welcome back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I am Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Solinger. Got a good one for you this week because it is award season. Uh, Tigers, Jaden Daniels specifically, uh, taking home the top honor, winning the Heisman. Second in four years, third overall. Uh, kind of talk about that, all the other awards that were given out. Uh, Malik Neighbors, oh, so close to joining uh, Jaden is hosting a trophy this offseason. But it uh, he he fell just shy of that. We'll talk about that, too. And, you know, kind of anything else that comes up. I mean, it is also coaching change or boot season off, you know, the transfer portal. DMs are open on that. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh but before we do, want to check in with the co-host, see how you guys are doing. I imagine you all had the opportunity to watch the whole Heisman. Got to be honest, glad I did not invest a whole hour and, what, 20 minutes just to see, like, 10 minutes of what you really wanted to see. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to be I, – I didn't know how long the broadcast was. I knew it was going to be at least an hour, but they'd probably wait till like, 52 minutes after before they revealed. But it was even after – further after that, but um, – Probably worth the wait if if you were if you got the results you were looking for. A lot of hate online too, but uh, I mean, obviously you guys are probably okay. But but tell me yourself, how y'all doing? Doing good. Uh, good to be here talking with you. Good to be celebrating another mm-hmm. Heisman win for the Tigers. Which I mean, gosh, if you would have told me five years ago, hey, we're gonna win, you know, we're gonna have a Heisman winner, I would have been ecstatic. Let alone two. Um, pretty exciting for Jaden again. You know. I feel like we talked about it this this whole year, but kind of a dark horse didn't even didn't even up until like, you know, the week before was was I really like, man, this guy's actually going to win it. You know, I don't feel like he ran away with it. The the voting showed that I think they said it was the closest Heisman vote since 2018, maybe or or yeah. something like that. So, um, you know, all around a, a good night for LSU. Um, excited, excited to uh, to see what he can do, you know, in the future. And maybe maybe if we get to see him again in a bowl game. Yep. Uh, first off, congratulations to Jaden Daniels. Awesome season. Awesome accomplishment. Uh, great result for him, as well as the LSU football program and university as a whole. You know, they're they're drumming up the press uh, with the the graphics and and the press conferences and all that. They've already got but a billboard it, up in Baton Rouge right now. It just says the Heisman and it's him. Quick with it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a weird weekend without uh, major college football for the first time in 13 weeks, which is kind of sad. Uh, they had the FCS games and the Army Navy game, but uh, doesn't quite uh, scratch the same itch. But yeah, big Heisman win for LSU, and uh, rolling that straight into bowl season. So hopefully, Jaden Daniels will suit up one more time. Although he hasn't quite said whether he will or not. Um, but yeah, uh, good weekend, and the the bowls will kick off this week. So it's officially that time of year. Yes, it is. Uh, and I actually did watch a little bit of FCS since that was the only thing on, like you said, no major college football, but there was some FCS. I mean, they've had their playoffs for, gosh, years now. Uh, I was watching South Dakota State who, gosh, I think they'd won like 20-something in a row, kind of like Georgia, you know, they're reigning champs, going on like a 20-something game win streak, playing against Villanova, which I only think of with basketball. But I mean, it was it was football. Had some interesting, you know, some moments uh, just while I was doing other stuff in the background. But um, 
I kind of like it because, you know, it's it's what they've talked about with the college playoffs is where you'd play certain games at home before you, you know, would play the finals or whatever in a in a chosen stadium. And man, was it cold in South Dakota because uh, they had not only do that, you know, you've seen the progression, uh, you know, some in like in the NFL, they used to have just the 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 heaters, just like a little small jet thing, just blowing heat. Then they had the things where the heated seats where you could stick your feet in, then the heated thing to keep your helmets warm. Now they got like a, a literal hot box. Do you guys, I don't know if you saw this. Yeah. It's like the size of a, you know, like a walk-in cooler for a restaurant or something, but it's complete opposite. It's just for them to get warm. Yeah. It's just blowing heat. Like good for them. Uh, I mean, yeah, you need it in South Dakota state, probably not in Baton Rouge, but yeah, it's just, you love to see it. Uh, interesting things going on. So um, just a, another element of football I had not seen that I absolutely love because college football is amazing. And yeah, I don't know. What can you say about Jaden? Um, I don't know if you guys had a feeling like, you know what, there's no way he wins it or, you know what, I don't really trust the media. I mean, we we feel like he deserved it just based off of what we've seen from him and everyone else. Definitely stats can paint a, a very vivid picture of probably most deserving. Although, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think stats are misleading and that's really, it shouldn't be judged on that. I'm like, well, it's, it is what it is. I mean, the guy was probably the most proficient quarterback in all of college football almost ever. You got to look at that. You got to look yeah. at what he's done. You got to look at the the rushing and the passing in one game or season that he set kind of like, Johnny football, Johnny Menzel, who was a former Heisman winner. So I don't know. I mean, obviously the results uh, came out in his favor and I think justifiably so a lot of people disagree, but yeah, Tommy it does feel good. And no, I would not have imagined, not expected, but imagined that LSU would have two and four years since we only had one in all of their in, in the entire history of the program. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, I, I know that you can't look back at Burrow and think, man, Orgeron made that. Now I'd say not that Brian Kelly made Jaden, but uh, I mean, with the, the, the offense that they had that obviously they've worked with him. They, they look better, remarkably different from this year than last year. <laughs> And I think that's probably why they're going to offer Mike Dinbrock a, a big salary increase, which, you know, we can talk about later. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was just kind of unexpected. The season kind of felt unfulfilled just based off of all the offense. But, I mean, what a finish to this season, especially with, you know, kind of what we talked about last year with this guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we like they even may have mentioned it in the Heisman ceremony. I think Jaden talked about it, not in his speech, but kind of in like the pre the pre stuff. And they were talking, you know, yeah, I, uh, I relied too much on my on my feet, so I got better throwing downfield. Yeah, I was too skinny, so I got I put on weight. I was too quiet in the huddle. I wasn't commanding, so I became a leader. So and I mean, like you know, it's it's the same. It's you know similar to the story you're about Burrow, but I actually think that Jaden probably made a bigger jump as far as as far as like skill wise over the year i think burrow kind of was closer to where he ended up being year one especially on the leadership aspect i remember you know you'll hear from from uh players who played with burrow like grant delpit who's like the, the day the first day this came in people the first day this guy came in we knew 
this guy's different. Like he, he never, there was never a chance he wasn't going to be the starter. Like even when he came in in the spring and, you know, he had Miles Brennan and he had all these other, you know, other people gunning for the, for the job. He was just the alpha in the room. I think Jaden had a lot more of a, uh, started a lot lower and really rose up to the occasion more, um, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, real exciting again, real exciting for LSU. It's gotta be a good win for, uh, you gotta think that's a good win for Brian Kelly. And he feels like, you know, that's something that, um, he can notch in his belt that he didn't even do at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Right. The, their stories are pretty eerily similar. I mean, a, a transfer quarterback coming to LSU when they needed one and then first year putting a serviceable to good season on the board, but nothing, nothing world shattering, and then the second year, just taking a huge step forward. I mean, people were calling for Jade Daniels to be benched in favor of Garrett Nussmeyer, even as early on, or even as late on as this season, like in the first couple the of games game, after game the one. Loss. I think I remember yeah. kind of us talking about it. Like, should we have seen some of Garrett? After the loss of Florida State. And then he didn't really build up steam in his Heisman campaign towards about the middle of the year, maybe like week seven, eight, because he was having that very consistent high level of production every single game, like 350 yards passing and nearly a hundred on the ground, like week in, week out while other competitors were, they were hitting kind of the mid season slump and having one bad game, which Jaden Daniels didn't really have like one bad game. I mean, the worst one you could probably say was against Alabama and he, that they knocked him out with injury and he still put up huge numbers. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I don't count that. I don't count that as a bad game at all. Yeah. I there think you're right, Daniel. No real knock on his resume. And then the main thing people were detracting from him was the three losses. And uh, the obvious counterpoint to that is Jane Daniels doesn't play defense, which is true. And then a lot of people are saying, if we had a, like the 2019 level defense, like we're national champions right now. Uh, and I mean, that's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, but it, it makes some sense. I mean, our, our offense was so good and even our offense got put in some bad positions by the defense at times because we were having just to try and score so much to keep stay in these games, which Jaden Daniels and the rest of the uh, attack um, Malik neighbors and Brian Thomas uh, and the running backs did. Uh, but it, it was just really stellar all across the board. And we didn't appreciate it. I think really enough until kind of late in the season, but then people really started buying in uh, and normally you kind of look back and we're like, well, we didn't deserve him or we, we didn't appreciate what was going on. But I think that people did really recognize that by the last like four weeks or so. And then we were like, yeah, like this is something special that we're watching here. And he might go on to be the third Heisman quarterback at LSU, obviously, which he did. And cause who knows how long it'll be till the next one, which is what we said of Joe Burrow. And here we yeah, are. I remember, people, I remember us talking about like, Hey, enjoy this, enjoy Joe while we had him. Cause we'll never see it again. But then <laughs> three years later we do. So <laughs> And it just took another transfer. I mean, we have uh, lived and died with the transfer portal, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's really worked out well for us. Glad for it. Um, I mean, they, I know we had even some transfer out this week. Uh, I'd say probably like uh, at least five, uh, at least in the last week or so. But, I mean, and we're not the only ones. I mean, some of the top teams in the country are losing people. So it's just the way it is. And... Uh, it makes me wonder, you know, since, you know, kind of like it was before, you know, when we thought it, all right, well, you know, I guess it's about to be the Miles Brennan era, mm-hmm. but yeah, then Joe came in. Yeah. So now we're thinking, all right, is this, are, is everyone hopping on the Nuss bus now? Or is there somebody else? Cause there's some really touted quarterbacks that have entered the transfer. I mean, look at Ohio State. 
Yeah. They, they only had one loss and their quarters like quarterbacks, like I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> so, it shows you how Ohio state is. Is it, uh, is it that he's like getting death threats because they only have one loss <laughs> and he's, you know, can he, is it that, or is it that, you know, he's quitting on that team? Who knows? He's got the best wide receiver, you know, theoretically the best wide receiver in the country who right. might be coming back for a senior year. Right. Um, uh, I don't know who he is. Maybe they talked not. about it last night. You know, they said, oh, you know, he could come back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, that's that's not something else we were talking about is all the other awards. And obviously, uh, Tommy's talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. taking home the Bolitnikoff Award um, by literally the skin of his teeth, one vote over Malik Neighbors. And I don't know. Uh, that one I don't get because... That's you know if you if you're just looking at the stats, obviously it's Malik. I've I've watched more Malik than I have of Marvin. Obviously, you know, just because that's that's part of the part of delivering this great pod to our folks every week. But I mean, I, I was able to uh, see as much of Ohio State as I was able. But I don't know. Then you look at some games where it's like against Rutgers, a guy had two catches, like twenty something yards. Against Minnesota, two catches. 20, I don't know. It's just. I didn't really see that with Malik any game. So I don't know. Obviously stats are one thing, but on the field and like what they do when given the moment, given the opportunity is another, obviously Marvin Harrison jr. Has talent. He's going to go pro probably going to be a first rounder, right? Maybe even top. Well, I'd say top five from, from what the looks are. Uh, Do you think that was deserved? Do you think, Maybe it should have gone to Malik, or is it like, you know what? It it doesn't matter. We got the Heisman. Let's just be happy with that. I would say, I mean, we did get the Heisman. Um, I mean, I think it probably matters to Malik Neighbors. But then again, uh, I think also at that point, you know, they're so they're they're so they're both good. They're both the best. They're both great. It's it's hard to it's hard to you know. It's hard to pick one or the other. It's like, what's better, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini? Uh, you know, kind of depends. Kind of depends on your preference. I think we would say, hey, Malik, is the he's the better one. But I, I get it. I'm watching, especially watching the Heisman stuff last night. Marvin Harrison Jr. was an absolute freak and, and you know, was a great, is a great wide receiver. I give him credit and I'm not, you know, freaking out over it. It shows you how close it was. Yeah. You know, that he won by one boat, right? One thing they may have considered is the quarterback play. I mean, Malik Neighbors yeah. had the Heisman winner throwing to him, and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had Kyle McCord, who's now transferring likely to Nebraska, and they might uh, not not penalize Malik Neighbors for that, but you say, like, Marvin Harrison's doing what he did with Kyle McCord. Like, what if you had plugged him into the LSU offense? Like, where would he uh, have ended up in terms of stats? But, yeah, I think it's fine. Um, you're talking about who cares. I think, like, the wide receivers coach and then – maybe Brian Kelly, they get like performance incentives based on if people get these awards. Like I'm pretty sure Brian Kelly gets a bonus for like getting a Heisman winner or the, the, the wide receivers coach would have gotten a, a, some bonus if there was a, a Blitnikoff winner. So they, they might be a little bit salty. No, no big Christmas bonus for them, but uh, it's all right. We came home with the, the big prize and can't complain too much about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, it would have been great for Malik to get it, but yeah, we, we, we took home the, the top trophy, but I, I don't know. It still remains to be seen what's going to happen in the pros because how many people were drafted ahead of Justin Jefferson and who's, who's more highly regarded now? 
you know, LSU is definitely making a name for itself as wide receiver you. Uh, but like we said, there's plenty of other awards given out. And so, uh, I mean, there was the, you know, the Heisman. We also talked about the Blitnikoff. I mean, there was other awards too. Like, uh, I mean, Penix, Michael Penix Jr. didn't go home empty handed this season. He did get the Maxwell award. Uh, Jaden Daniels did bring home the Walter camp award, which was interestingly enough, you know, just for the nation's best player. Uh, he also got the Davy O'Brien Award, which is awarded to the nation's best quarterback. I think both are deserving. Um, some other interesting ones. I mean, uh, the Butkus Award went to uh, Peyton Wilson of NC State, but that that guy also got uh, uh, another defensive award, the Bednarik. Now, normally we keep an eye on uh, what was it the Jim Thorpe Award for defensive backs? But we weren't we we knew that was going to be us this year. <laughs> we we didn't even have anyone close to being interested in that. No incentives uh, were earned. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. Um, but I mean, it wouldn't didn't come from anywhere where you would have thought either. It's a guy from the Air Force, Trey Taylor. Can congrats to him. Um, he said it's a no no fly zone. <laughs> Right. That's funny. Uh, and then, you know, there's also the, uh, the, the Doak Walker best running back, Ollie Gordon of Oklahoma state. Um, plenty of others here, but I don't know. What, what did you guys think? Cause it was, uh, I don't know. A lot of people, you know, were trying to disparage either Jaden or just the, the ceremony itself. There wasn't, they didn't feel like there was really a, strong enough like a standout winner or i don't know kind of like you said tommy there's not like a standout team this year it's not really a standout heisman people are griping about their guy didn't win but i don't know i mean you, you just look at everything that that they were looking at i think i think it was Jayden was the was guy a, yes i think he was the guy i think it was closer than like i think that it was closer between Jaden and, and his competition than burrow and his competition i mean you know what i mean like but I think that's college football this year. Like we've talked about, it's it's on the team on the team side. It's that way. I think individually, it's that way. Um, there is not a a all out marquee elite, you know, dominant player in this league that like like Burrow was when he was here, or like uh, I mean Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston. You know, some of these guys where it's like, yeah, it's not even a question. Like when Johnny Manziel won the Heisman. You no one you didn't have to wonder about it. He was the Heisman. Like he won it. That was his. I mean, you know, it was it was no question. So I that's why I mean I'm not and I'm not mad. Like I, I think Jaden Jaden deserved it. He did a great job and and you know everything that everything that comes his way is earned. But um I do kind of understand when people are like, oh I, like I think there were there was a case for um I, I mean I think there was a case for all all three of his competitors, to be honest. I, I yeah. mean, Marvin Harrison is maybe the one that's a little bit just a little bit more questionable only because he's a wide receiver and this is a quarterback driven sport right now. Um, but I mean, Penix, you look at Penix, they they did the pen, they did Penix's highlight right before uh, Jaden's. And I mean, the stats are very similar. Bo Nix obviously has been very good. Um, and Marvin Harrison has been very good, too. So uh, I think I mean, obviously, I think they got it right with Jaden, but I, I do kind of understand, you know, when people say. And, you know, it should have been whoever. Yeah. I think the big question mark is what if Bo Nix had won that 
Pac-12 championship against Washington, considering he he even had a pretty good game against Washington. It wasn't like he was just stymied and they, and they lost by three in a close one, but that kind of loss I think was fresh in everyone's mind. And it's like, he couldn't get the job done. So the stats don't lie. It's going to, to Jaden, but what if they had won that game and he had carried all that momentum in, would he have won the Heisman and then he LSU and then LSU nation would have been up in arms and this podcast would be going a whole lot differently. So that's one that people might revisit a few years down the line. Once these guys have played for a couple of years in the NFL and, and say like, Oh, Nick's was snubbed or he, this guy turned out to be the way better prospect than the other one. And that'll, that'll only be revealed in time, but could be something interesting. I kind of like it when there's a, like a solid running back contender for the Heisman. Then yeah. they put the, the highlight reel on. You see this guy crushing runs and speeding around the edge. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking kind of mid two thousands, Alabama here uh, in the, the run of like Ingram to Richardson. Ingram, Richardson. To, yeah. To Derrick Henry. Um, and there was not really a dominant running back this year. Yeah. Aldi Gordon from Oklahoma state was good. And Cody Schrader from Missouri, he chopped us up a little bit, but there wasn't some guy who was like absolutely feared, I guess. Um, who's, who and, was the last, who's the last running back to like, to like be in the conference, be at a Heisman ceremony. Oh, uh, let's see here. Well, it was uh, with Leonard, the year that Fournette was like the Heisman front runner for most of the season until we played Alabama. And then Her- uh, it was him. Uh, well, then it was him. Uh, was it Henry McCaffrey? Uh, there was also there was a, it was it was the year of the running backs that year. I thought looking uh, through. So the last Heisman finalist running back was a guy nobody's mentioned, Bryce Love, in 2017 from Stanford. Oh, yeah. He kind of uh, fell yeah. off the map, but he didn't win. Uh, the last running back winner was 2015 with Derrick Henry. Henry. Yeah, it was Henry versus Christian McCaffrey. They were the top two, so that was a solid year for the RBs. That was yeah. also the year that Keenan Reynolds of Navy like set the all-time like touchdown record, and Leonard Leonard was number six uh, in the final voting that year. Mm. Yeah, he was he was doing fine until like again, you know, just our offense kind of hit a wall those last few games. Oh well. Um, also with the Heisman is the, you know, the, just the, the, the presentation of it all again, just, you know, they were going to milk it, turn it into an hour and a half when it really could have just been probably a 30 minute show. But, um, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's also going to like, kind of like draft night. It's, it's the Oscars for them. Yeah. Uh, and they were, they were all dressed tonight. Jaden looked sharp. All of them looked sharp. Uh, Jaden was the only one not really wearing his school colors, but I don't really care. I, I kind of wish he had Michael Penix's suit, though. I <laughs> that purple? Nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, people, I think he kind of won the night for a lot of people because he had all his uh, uh, teammates' names inside of his jacket. Jaden had pictures of him striking the Heisman pose or, or something. Um, people were trying to make a big deal about that as well. And I'm thinking, you know, that's great that he's doing it now, but. I, I'm pretty sure I remember Jaden Daniels giving gifts to his teammates and his coaches before the season even, season even started. So let's 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 put the brakes on here that Jaden only thinks about himself. Uh, granted, he probably did that with all of his walk-ons money, but don't care. He didn't have to do it. He did. Yeah. Accept it. True. Uh, I don't know any any other things about the Heisman's or any of the other the awards. I mean. I do. I, I did. I think the conversation will come up and, and I don't know if y'all have any thoughts. Is there any question? Is is it Burrow or Jaden? Do we, do we have any thoughts? Does anybody, is it, is it, is it close or is it just Burrow? Mm, well, 
I, I mean, I'd seen the discussion online, like best LSU player ever. I think I will say Jaden Daniels, probably the best athlete ever, maybe. Uh, but Burrow, the better quarterback and, and best player. You think Jaden's uh, a better athlete than Leonard? I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, Jaden Daniels can do things that Joe Burrow just cannot as, as a quarterback True. in terms of his running and just elusiveness and playmaking ability. Yeah. But in terms of like pure quarterback and leader and player, then I think you have to give it to Burrow. I agree. I think it's Burrow. I wouldn't say it's, I'm not, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think he's head and shoulders just, you know, at blows Jaden out of the waters. I mean, they're, they're both Heisman trophy winners, but um, I think it is Burrow. Scott. I would, like if given the choice between having either of them start, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Burrow. Um, just looking at their stats, they were similar in some regards, but you can just look at certain ones and tell, yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow passed for more. Uh, Jaden ran for more. Uh, and Burrow did it against what? Four top 10 teams. Which yeah. Is like no one's ever done that, like six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, bring it back to what's what you said earlier about you know Jaden not having a defense and that kind of could help because that's true because I mean, Joe Burrow what he what the year before I think he did go nine and three yeah right so <laughs> I mean our defense was definitely better that that second year but uh anyway um what it could have shut up I don't think it matters um but I feel like with what Jaden has and what Malik was able to do yeah, uh, no kidding else you wants to extend Mike Denbrock. Maybe consider him for another three years. Give him a hefty pay raise. No word on that type of action on Matt House yet. Don't think we will, but pretty pretty much well-deserved for that guy. I mean, it it is who we have, so you know it could look different next year with who we have at quarterback, and I don't know if uh, Malik's coming back maybe probably didn't have to yeah i don't think he has to um i hope he does i've heard rumors that he wants to um of course you always hear that about him this time sure but um if i had to guess i think he's probably gone right um so we we shall see but yeah i'd say mike denbrock definitely deserved uh something this year because i mean he he helped develop these guys he he called the plays Made it look good. He's mm-hmm. been a he's been a solid offensive coordinator, and uh, I mean a huge, a huge upgrade from Jake Peets, and you know I mean Insminger was great, but uh, you know kind of just had what was was wanting wanted to retire for a long time, but um you know I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad we've got Denbrock. I'm glad it seems like he's uh. You know, Kelly is Kelly made the right decision with him. Still need to figure out about defense on the defensive side. But uh, did y'all see the reports that A and M was trying to like drop the bag on Mike Denbrock to hire him away? Yeah. I'm not sure on the the dollar value, but supposedly it was a lot. I don't, it could just be rumors. But glad he stayed and locked him up instead of transferring over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I I don't doubt that they pursued. I mean, the guy was it Elko, the guy that's taking over A and M. He needs somebody. Uh, it's, it's weird that they're out. They're always going after LSU guys, though. It's like whenever we beat them, then they're trying to come after our coaches. Uh, but you know, and if, if they just got money to throw away, since obviously they don't have enough to throw at Jimbo, go for it. 
I mean, they brought in, I don't know, it's like they, they got rid of their last two coaches who basically coached the same, and then they, they're going to bring in somebody else. I mean, he does have ties to A&M. He, he was with them previously, but I don't know. Um, maybe that's just that's who <laughs> I'll go on it. I don't know if there's a tie between him and uh, Den Bronk, but whatever. Uh, he's, he's not joining him. Thank goodness. Um, I, again, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, house. Obviously they got to look at that. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know. I mean, obviously we didn't have a defensive line coach, but hasn't been any talks about that or any contract extensions or him moving on anything. guess that remains to be seen. Now, as far as players, yes, transfer portal is open. Some guys have made it known. Uh, I know that uh, Marlon Martinez is entered the portal. So has Quincy Wiggins, uh, Jackson McGowan. I couldn't have sworn I thought that Terrence Welsh did too. Welsh is in yeah. there, and so is uh, Trey Bradford. Trey Bradford, yeah, but Again. he can always come back. Yeah, <laughs> Trey's not going anywhere. He'll be back. <laughs> no, he'll, he's going somewhere, but he'll be back <laughs> by the fall. <laughs> right, right, right. Sorry, he has to leave before he can come back. True. Um, which, you know, again, it's – you look at the the list of the teams in the top 25 or just even the playoff, there's, they're all losing that or more. Uh, I was actually surprised that Ohio state was losing as many as it did. Like we said earlier, including their starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It makes me wonder what's going on there. I'd say probably losing th- three years in a row to Michigan is uh, definitely not a good thing, but you wonder if there's a really particular reason why, but I mean, they, that was their only loss this year. So I don't know. It seemed like Ryan Day had a good handle on things. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Day is he's there's a for a while there was a talk of him being you know an elite coach up there with Saban and up there with with Dabo. Of course, Dabo is not you know not really in that conversation, I guess, as much anymore. Or, or with Kirby, but he just can't seem to win win when it counts. He's you know gotten like you said, he's gotten beat by Michigan the past couple of years never won a playoff game really has had a, a has had a uh easy route to the playoff up until Michigan's kind of resurgence before that I mean they you know it was smooth sailing for him so um it, it is interesting you know it's interesting it, it'd be interesting to see what Ryan Day like how long how long of that leash do they have for him at Ohio State because they expect a lot I I feel like and they and they have they have the talent to ha- to, I mean they recruit they're one of the best recruiting classes year in year out, mm-hmm. and they got yeah top recruiting classes going in this year twenty twenty three twenty twenty four they got top guys and so they'll continue to be an elite team but until they get over that hump and win playoff to the national championship then the the fans still will be calling for more somewhat like LSU at times. But to, uh, to redirect at the LSU portal, guys, there hasn't been any, I think, shocker transfers out at this point. It's mostly backup to role player level talent. And the recruits have been paying out. Yeah, like Quincy Wiggins was hyped coming out of high school and, and highly ranked, but just never really got the playing time and got beat out by some other transfers, uh, more senior guys who we brought in this past year when this was kind of supposed to be his breakout season, which didn't really materialize. And so uh, Brian Kelly and the rest of the staff are going to be dipping into the portal to bring some people in that hasn't really uh, shown up yet, but I'm sure we'll be discussing that in upcoming weeks on the pod. 
And especially at the quarterback position, considering Jaden Daniels is leaving uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, the heir apparent to Jaden Daniels. But uh, don't be surprised at all if we get a quarterback transfer to at least challenge them, if not outright take the job. So that'll yep. be kind of the, the biggest offseason story, I would say, for LSU football. Uh, yeah, so we're you got to uh, think that you got to think Nussmeyer is every everything in his mind right now is that I've got to, as long as Jaden doesn't play in this bowl game, I have to play my tail off and win this job because mm-hmm. if had, not the sharks will smell blood in the water. Yeah. He's not sleeping easy right now, which is, is an uncomfortable position to be for a 20 year old uh, guy who's been waiting for this for a long time, which I do respect. He he didn't leave at the first sign of trouble, yeah. like a lot of other people, Walker Howard and, and some, and some other guys that we've had along the line. So uh, good on him for that. Uh, there, there's still a conversation about a few people who could, leave for the NFL or could return guys like Logan Diggs, who played a big role before kind of struggling with injuries late uh, Kyron Lacey, who had a few moments of good and then a few moments of bad as well. Makai um, Wingo, who was looking like a big time NFL prospect for a while, but he got hurt as well. So he hasn't declared uh, Mason Smith. That's a big question mark. Do we even want him back? I don't know. I mean, uh, he be- if he's, he'd be an idiot to go. I think, I don't think he's done enough by any means to warrant anything so if he has anything left in the tank he's he he should be doing it in college yeah he can pad his resume for the nfl quite a bit because right now he's probably a mid-round pick at best when he had hopes of being a first round talent yeah i mean Uh, mean, people were talking about him like he was going to be you know the a generational talent top 10 pick overall yeah glenn dorsey like glenn dorsey exactly but but way more physically talented Hey, it's still possible. <laughs> I guess I mean, yeah. got another year. Um, I don't know. Oh, by the way, another one. I did. I think Armani Goodwin had entered, but that yeah, was a week or two ago. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it it happens. Uh, we'll we'll get some other guys to come in. You know, uh, at least the one thing I still think is uh, whether we we kind of forget because so much has happened since then is, well, when Brian Kelly took over, he had. 38 guys on the roster, right? Something like that. So we still have to give it time. I mean, he did overachieve his first year, and I think he's about to at least maintain that uh, from, you know, uh, this year. I mean, first year you go to the SEC championship, second year you have a Heisman Trophy winning player. That has to mean something. True. Almost had a bullet in the cough. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's obviously great. Uh, definitely got to shore up that defense though. Um, Cause it's, it's great to score points. It, it definitely can, uh, you know, help you out, but yeah, you, you gotta be able to stop them. The other team from scoring points too. So um, definitely going to look forward to see what the Tigers do in the off season with uh, talent as well as, you know, coaching, what, what they decided to do there. Cause even some of that we talked about, I don't know what if Frank Wilson gets another opportunity somewhere. I mean, he's, he's always been great for us, but I mean, he's left before he, he, he I mean, he could always do that. Uh, kind of like Trey Bradford, you know, it's just a rotating door. <laughs> so in addition to that, I don't know. I forget what else we were going to, what else there was to talk about, or do we hit it all? That's mostly it. The bowl, bowls 
start this Saturday. Nothing super uh, appealing on the, the slate, but there's six games on Saturday. So if you got nothing better to do, check them out. I guess of somewhat local interest is the New Orleans Bowl between Jacksonville State and UL. That's why does UL all? Why is that? Why don't they just name that the UL Bowl? Like they're <laughs> always in the New Orleans Bowl. I actually think I might go. I guess it's because they're always bowl eligible. Like there's, they're always good enough. And I think the New Orleans Bowl has that like Sun Belt affiliation where it's like oh, they either do. number one Sun Belt or number two Sun Belt uh, or something where they kind of just slide in. And then I think they kind of try and play the regional aspect up of it a little bit. So that's kind of just their their default state. <laughs> and then I guess the best bowl, in my opinion, of Saturday is UCLA and Boise State in the LA Bowl. Um, so you get a little bit of West Coast offense there, but it doesn't really heat up, I guess, until the Saturday afterwards, but um, we'll be good to have some CFB on the screen at least. What's that? What's that? Fir- what's that first good bowl going to be? Uh, I don't know, actually, because even after that, not till Wednesday, like the 27th is when the, you start getting, there's not a single ranked team on the board until Wednesday, the 27th, when you have a few ones between uh, Louisville and USC, A&M and Oklahoma state. That seems pretty late. You Normally they, they, front loaded a little bit but yeah uh i guess they gotta get the the cupcakes out the way mm. yeah let's see i mean and there's such interesting matchups too it's like uh i mean we kind of talked about it a little bit before uh i don't know i'd say oregon state notre dame would be a good one clemson kentucky although i you know i feel like kentucky should run away with that um but Oh, they also have A&M against Oklahoma State, Louisville, USC, Caleb Caleb Williams' last stand in college. I I don't know. Maybe he doesn't even play because he's got he's got to work out his uh, ownership agreement. Exactly. (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, I would see. I mean, I would say you know what wins Tulane playing, but it's it's Virginia Tech. It's uh, now okay. One that could be kind of cool before Christmas. Um, JMU versus Air Force. Mm-hmm. JMU coming off a heater, fine, got into the bowl, you know, got in bowl eligibility when they when it was like questionable whether they would or wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so that could be Not I might watch that one. That one's the 23rd. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but I'd say the first like good, good game, probably Missouri, Missouri, Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. I, I like Missouri in that game, I think. Now, do you, is that, uh, what's his name? The quarterback, is he, I mean, no, he's entering the portal, but. McCord? Yeah. Oh, will he, he play in that game? Right. I don't think, I think so. Yeah, once you enter the portal, I don't think, you know, if if I was a coach, I'd be like, no, you're not playing for me. Right. You're quitting on the like, team. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you my two weeks. All right, well, then you're really basically just giving me your two minutes because <laughs> just leave. Yeah, you know? just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, what can they do without him? I mean, he's, I mean, that's been their guy all year. Yeah, but they've, I mean, it's Ohio State. I feel like they've got to have, I don't know their roster. Um, you would think, but that's what the excuse that they're making is, oh, well, Harrison definitely would own the Heisman if he had a quarterback thrown to him. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, you look at his stats from last year when he had C.J. Stroud, it was very similar, almost identical. So... Well, who who else did they have? Because it's not like they put McCord aside to give this other guy a try that was undeniably better. Let's see, 
Well, Devin Brown is their backup, and he was the number one quarterback in the nation coming out of high school last year. Uh, and, and some people thought he would take the starting job this past year, but got beat out. So definitely uh, talent-wise there, but not as much experience. And he'll likely be the guy for Ohio State next year. Although there's a lot of rumors that they're looking for a big transfer as well. So Did you uh, see the rumors that they were going to try and go after Arch? Yeah, oh, really? um, yeah. that's kind of a, a big domino left to fall, considering that Quinn Ewers probably coming back next year, and then Arch would have to sit for year number two, which oh. uh, was probably not in his game plan coming out of no. high school. Why would he go all the way to Ohio State? We can just go another hundred or so miles east to Baton Rouge. Doesn't make any sense. Jackson yeah. Dart's coming back to Ole Miss. Plus, there's Walker Howard there. He's not going to go to Tennessee at this point. He wants. He wanted to make his own path. That's why he went to Texas in the first place. True. I yeah. thought. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting because I. I really want to just see what this team would look like under Ness. I feel like it would just be, you know, hair on fire with the offense. Like uh, just what we saw with what Jaden did this year with the passing Ness would be like, as long as he's not, you know, just completely reckless. Cause we know he, that guy is like throw first. Yes. It's like, if it's like second and one, he wants to chuck it 40 yards. Uh-huh. So all go routes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, just everyone, Post routes go, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so that should be interesting. I don't know. No, there hasn't been any indication of if Jaden would or would not play in the bowl game. Obviously, he's keeping that close to the vest. I don't know if we talked about it here. Like, well, if he wins the Heisman, then maybe he doesn't feel like he has to play in the bowl game. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like he I feel like he would want to. I feel like he, to to, he strikes me as the kind of guy who would want to finish it. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do see, especially now with a Heisman win, like you can kind he could kind of just go out as the top quarterback in college football and, you know, maybe be, maybe end up being the number one, number two quarterback overall drafted. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's going to like project that way in the NFL, you know, how they always like, he's not, cause he's not the prototypical guy, but, um, I still think I still think it's a, I think it's a like a you know I think last time we talked about it I think I said it, I considered a 60 40 chance he plays I think I'm maybe down to a 55 55 you know percent chance but um I still think I still think it's better than not that he plays data what do you think I would say that he's kind of in a bad situation because like you said he probably wants to play but if he does I mean obviously there's the chance that he gets hurt and then he could I feel like it's easier for him to hurt his draft stock than help it at this point. Cause he puts up another 400 passing yards and four touchdowns. It's like, okay, he played Wisconsin in this random bowl. Like we already knew what he can do. He's just doing a little bit more of it. But if he has a stinker of a game for some reason, throws three picks, or if he gets hurt, heaven forbid, then that's, that's no good. But then if he doesn't play, then you're like, well, he's a quitter and blah, blah, blah. Although I think, I think that's over the NFL. Now. Yeah. P- p- they aren't penalizing that as much. Like we, we've seen what he can do. We respect that uh, he didn't get hurt and we're going to draft him anyway. So uh, I think he wants to, but yeah, he's probably got a lot of, a lot of people in his ear right now telling him this way, that way. And he's a, got parents, agents. He, yeah. He's got parents, coaches, agents, NIL guys, NFL guys, um, a lot of guys in his X, ear, XFL guys. <laughs> um, who knows? And so uh, I hope Jaden can make the right decision, but I would like to see him pull on the uh, purple and gold one more time. Yeah, do it one right. more time. Or the 
the white and purple or whatever uniform they end up coming up with with the bowl game. Uh, but I think the fact that it is a seven and five Wisconsin, you know, nothing against them, but it's like uh, that seems like a favorable matchup for LSU. So maybe he does think, yeah, I'll go in there, give it a half. BK, if I'm up for up by a little bit, I mean, he doesn't have to show out. He can go in there, still look good, not put his You're body right, on the line. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I mean, he could play half the game. Play yeah. half. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As long as we have a lead, they put Nuss in, and then they just stick with Nuss. Yeah. And if they don't put him back in, that's not against him. That's against BK, you know? Sure. Theoretically. BK. Anyway, um, so, yeah, uh, We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what uh, if we can update you folks on that next week. Uh, just now that the Heisman is behind us, and we're gonna get ever closer to the bowl game. And you know LSU, uh, I think we're fortunate that we do have a New Year's Day bowl. It is rather early, but I actually don't mind that. At least it's not. Well, I guess for you folks, it is 11 a.m. But it's I mean it's still noon. Um, it's in Tampa. I mean, it's it's a great location, just an odd time. It's a good day, though. So um, I'm excited. I, I, I don't know if, uh, if LSU's – I mean, we always do travel well, uh, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, I guess it just remains to be seen. We can update this next week to, you know, who's still going to be with the team by then and if Jaden is playing or not. Uh, but other than that, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes. We 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 got to update you folks on baseball, basketball, men's and women's, all this other stuff. Uh, we we will get to it. Trust us. Uh, but I don't. Know, was there anything else that you guys uh, thought was worthy of talking about this week? I think that's it. Heisman winning player, Heisman worthy podcast. So uh, enjoyed this week and uh, go Tigers. Mm, that's a big go Tigers for me, 10-4. Yeah, same here. Um, I know Brian Kelly was there. It wasn't quite like when Burrow was there with, with Coach O and he like hugged him and like he thanked him directly and you could tell it was like Joe Burrow was really saying from his heart, thank you, Coach O. I'm partly standing here right now because of you. I mean, that was also on Joe because he... Gave LSU a chance. He could have gone to Nebraska too. I think he had his dad had ties there or something. So, but I don't know. I I didn't really kind of get the same feeling from BK. But he he was there. He was supporting uh, Jaden. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say that's a, a feather in BK's cap because, like you said earlier, right? I think it was you, Tommy, that all those years at Notre Dame, all those quarterbacks that uh, you know made a national name for themselves, a household name ended up getting drafted. Yeah. Never had even a Heisman contender. I mean, he, well, he did had defensive, I was going to say he did defensively. Um, and just thinking about that, I was, I was, I think we were talking earlier about the last running back to get it. Like think of the last defensive, like how hard it is to, to be a defensive guy. Think of what Tyran Matthew did. He, he finished like fourth, you know, I felt like, Oh my God, what that guy did that one year was just, unreal and it's because he stood out that's why he was on that stage it's going to take a lot more to win it though i mean just think about what you would have to do i mean you have to score touchdowns right like i think that's why Mantai teo was was even invited it's because he did i mean he 
played great football. He won the Buckus Award, but he it's because he was able to get an interception and uh, take it back the other way. I mean, that's what you have to do nowadays, essentially, right? I mean, well, no, Chase Young was uh, probably the last defensive guy, although I don't think he really scored any touchdowns. He was just dominant. He was dominant, and I think he was kind of he was kind of the 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 media hyped him up. You know what I mean? Like I don't necessarily think. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be there, but I I never thought that he deserved to win it. And right. I think that uh, I think in today's game, with the way that in today's game, I don't know if we're ever going to see a defensive player win the Heisman again. I think Tyron Matthew honestly was the last player to really, really uh, he he. Was as the, close the to consideration. Yeah. Yes. I mean, his stats, especially when you look at his compared to Charles Woodson, they're better than Charles Woodson's. Um, yeah, you know, I think he, he, I think he runs away with it. If he doesn't have the, the drug suspension, yeah, you know, if you go back to that, that Heisman at Heisman year for Tyron, um, he, he plays the spectacular season that gets suspended for the, which game was it? forget what game it was, but he got suspended for an SEC game. Might have been the Arkansas game. Um, and he isn't able to play. No, Auburn game. He got suspended for the Auburn game, and it and it was because of... Every, they didn't say why violated team rules, but everyone knew it was because of a drug suspension. Um, and... I, you know, I think that I think that hurt him in, in the long run. I think he probably wins it if he if he plays in that Auburn game. Maybe has a pick or a nice punt return or something, and you know something to solidify his because he had so many great moments. He was electric. He was he was college football that year, um, and well, for that year minus the national championship game. And so, thankfully, the Heisman Trophy would not be given. It would be given out before the national championship game that year. Um, but again, I think he wins it. But I think he's the really the last defensive player that's even come close. Chase Young was obviously there, but I don't. He didn't have the season that Tyron had. No, not at all. Well, uh, I I kind of agree with you. Although I I challenge anyone to to change to change that thought, that mindset, that narrative. Uh, I would love to see a defensive player win it because, you know, like, as we we kind of just alluded to, it's. It's going to take a lot, but so if you're even able to get to uh, to New York, you know Chase Long, Chase Young excluded. If you're able to get to New York and you're like that close, uh, it, it's going to be an amazing season. Yeah, uh, we can't wait to see it. So, uh, but again, congrats to all the winners straight down the line. Uh, we'll we'll have some more for you folks next week as we do get closer towards the bowl season. We actually will have some next weekend, although may not be your cup of tea, but we're going to cover it anyway because it's football. Uh, but also just some updates on the transfer portal, good or bad, same with any coaching news. Uh, we're going to have all of that for you. And we promise we will get, we'll get to the other sports. Um, but that'll pretty much do it for us here now on Talking Ticks. Tune in next week. We'll have it all for you. And uh, we'll start to uh, get you folks primed for the postseason and the holidays because they are both coming very soon. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Takes.